is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino. Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Had breaking news within the last hour. Former Saints head coach Sean Payton now will become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, which the Jim Harbaugh door looked closed last night per Adam Schefter. But then others were saying out of Denver and NFL insiders as late as an hour ago that it was still open for Harbaugh, so maybe they were waiting for Peyton to tell them no and Harbaugh was going to be their guy. The only other job of note that would be connected to Harbaugh and he hasn't interviewed would be the Colts head job. So would Ursay jump right in? Harbaugh hasn't even done an interview with their top brass and other candidates are into the second interview phase. So at least for the time being, it looks like it's back to football and not Harbaugh watch in Ann Arbor. Our Bud Light huge question of the day that you can answer. Do you think after every season Harbaugh's in Ann Arbor, he'll be looking or at least entertaining possible offers for other jobs? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text word HUGE, 21,000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. The Grand Rapids Goal. Have you been to a game yet inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR? Gold are on the road. Six-game tour. They'll be back home soon. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, Van Andel Arena box office, and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Really good basketball. And an unbelievable venue for hoops with Van Andel Arena. Let's go get his thoughts on Harbaugh Watch. Harbaugh at the start of the show was in. Then reports are, wait a minute, the window may be open in Denver. Then the window closes about a half hour ago. Sean Payton moves in. The only other job that they may make a run at Harbaugh could be Ursay and the Colts, but that seems to be a cluster right now down south in Indy. Uh, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan. He is part of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast that you can hear on a weekly basis. He's checking in and... Yeah, man, I you know, I, I want to say, oh, God, Harbaugh, you know, every year, contracts, uh, NFL jobs. 
oh, it's going to kill the program. Yet the last two years, as I told John Borton and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, Doug, all they've done is win the Big Ten, the Hammer Ohio State, and twice, and get to the college football playoff twice, even with their postseason drama. Well, I, I think, Bill, I think this is a symptom, and, and you and I have talked about this before. I think this is a symptom of what college football has become right before our eyes in just a few short years. Everything's a one-year deal. And certainly we know that from a lot of players who shift around every year, and the coaches do the same thing. And, you know, we talk about Jim Harbaugh in and, and January and entertaining other offers, and I, I just think that Everything is 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 uh, is momentary, it seems, in, in college football. And I don't think this is a Jim Harbaugh thing. I I think that a lot of coaches, maybe not all, but a lot of coaches that are looking around college football right now, are taking a more serious look at the NFL because of its structure and stability of managing a roster. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh is an exception. And and. Every time I hear that, oh, Jim Harbaugh says he's staying and, and he's going to be in Ann Arbor, I think, yeah, that's probably absolutely true until something better comes along and then he's going to take a hard look at it, just like the players are doing themselves with all the freedom and the transfer and the NIL money that they have. But isn't that life uh, outside of marriages and sometimes even in marriages where you're always looking to upgrade, right? Yeah, I, I think there's some parallels there for sure. I mean, it's the way it is in the business world. You know, obviously, there's some non-competes that that uh, some companies will try to impose upon some of their employees, and various states have different legal strengths to uphold those things. Certainly, I'm no lawyer, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely. I think I think we all look for the bigger and better deal that makes sense, and for us, and we can do it. Then we take a hard look at it, and I don't think Jim Harbaugh is any different. You know, again, this. This kind of goes back to the broke record, broken record I keep talking about, that the era that all of us college football fans knew and loved uh, certainly changed in the last 10 years. But just in the last two years, this, the door has been blown wide open. And I think anything goes now with uh, player movement in college football and the transfer portal and Jim Harbaugh looking around and the NFL is calling me and maybe take a serious look at it. And, you know, maybe if it's not the Broncos and I'm going to make a statement and come out and say I'm staying in Ann Arbor, maybe not. You know, I think it, I just think it's so fluid and we won't know for sure. I, I, I just don't think we'll know for sure for anything until spring football starts. And I think at that point, you know, your coach is probably either here or he's already gone. Mixing NIL deals where another school will offer a better deal. And it's really professional sports with one-year deals. I agree with you. Coaches are held to a buyout. Uh, I, I don't know why contracts aren't given to a coach that says, look, you're going to see your contract through unless we fire you or we mutually agree. Uh, but that's not the way college sports works. And the players have freedom to move. The coaches have freedom to move. And and I, I, I doubt Indy would be the last option now if they jump into the game. But you know, I, I thought Harbaugh, on Harbaugh watch, I've said he's staying 17 times in the last 21 days and said he's going 18 times. <laughs> That's not surprising, <laughs> but you know, Bill, at the end, you know, the buyouts are only as, as you know, the buyouts nowadays in college football they they need to be pretty pretty massive for anybody to blink at them. I and if you're an NFL team and you're serious about going after and getting a coach, then you know what's a four or five million dollar buyout? It's tip money. I mean, yeah, that's that's nothing. So uh, you know, I don't know that that really has a whole lot of strength to it, but. Uh, 
you know, I think you and I talked about this as well, Bill. I, I just not, I'm not convinced that Jim Harbaugh's passing football offense, the the passing offense that you that you and I talked about the last time I was on your show, 79th in the in the NCAA in 2022 is not a good translator to how well you're going to do in the NFL. And I think that's what's keeping him from really getting an NFL job. It's not money. It's, uh, you know, NFL is, is a seven-on-seven league in, in a lot of ways. And so if Jim Harbaugh's offense this last year had been top 10, top 20, I think he'd had a much better shot at landing an NFL gig. One thing I'll say, and it's not a knock against Kirk Campbell being elevated to be QB coach after Weiss uh, was fired because of the computer issues, and nothing against Moore in the job he's done, but... I've been really surprised that Harbaugh hasn't gone after one of those young, hot shot, wide open offensive coordinators. I'm serious. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit too. But on the same hand, I, I, I do think there's some 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 positives to elevating a guy from within. You know, I think a lot of these you know these coaching staffs have the official on field coaches, and then you have an army of analysts. And I think these analysts are obviously around when the players are off the field and they're doing their influences and whatnot. And so if you've got a young guy who's ready to go and take a shot, then I think on one hand it's kind of cool. It's worked in the past for Coach Harbaugh there, and, and there's no reason it can't work again. And we'll see. You know, we got to, you know this, this coming fall, it'll be here before we know it, and we'll see how good this offense is. It better be better than 79th in the country or we're going to have similar results, even if we can run the football like we did last year. But as you and I go back and forth, and Doug, you're a five-time Big Ten champion at Michigan as an offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. As much as we want to break it down, fans want to complain, tell Harbaugh to make up his mind, they are back-to-back Big Ten champions, blew out Ohio State twice, including this past season in Columbus, and went to the Final Four. And granted, their Final Four appearances have not been pretty, Really strong second half against TCU, but three god-awful halves. But a lot of college programs would take what Harbaugh and Michigan have done the last two years. They should be loaded, and anything below a one-loss season almost seems like a bad year uh, coming up. Skeen, by the way, with it does, doesn't it? And Skeen's with the Michigan well, Football you know, Podcast. We, we get greedy, right, Bill? I mean, we get greedy. As I know. And I, I think that... Uh, back-to-back Big Ten titles, which hasn't been done since, shoot, we were in Ann Arbor 30 years ago, uh, winning the outright title the way these guys have with the, with the championship game and what they've done to Ohio State. They've certainly gotten past the, the, the one of the mountains on the way to the top. And you're flirting with, you know, playing for a national title two years in a row in the current structure. You're doing doggone well. And, and I'm really appreciative for what Coach Harbaugh has done in the last couple of years and the attitude of this team. In this program, playing for each other, playing team football, the, the players seem to really enjoy each other. They look like they're having fun, so that's all good because, as you well know, Bill, from watching, it was some dark years for the last 10, 15 years per, before two years ago, and it was kind of miserable to watch as a Michigan former player and, and a fan of the Wolverines. It was tough, and so we can complain about uh, you know bad, bad passing offenses at critical moments late, late in the season in the playoffs, and that's a fair criticism. But the big picture, uh, winning the Big Ten the way we did and getting yourself a chance in the playoff, uh, you got to get there every year before you can even you know, start to uh, you know, get a little perspective on, uh, on what actually has happened here. And it's, it's 
it's really, really good what he's done the last two seasons. Doug Skeen is really, really good at what he did on the football field and what he does off the field as a father, as a husband, as a Michigan man, and also as a co-host on the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast, talking about Sean Payton staying, not staying in TV, leaving TV, and he will now reside in Denver as the Broncos' new head coach. That more than likely means Harbaugh's flirtation with the NFL this offseason is complete unless the Colts do something Crazy, but he hasn't even interviewed there yet, so we'll keep you posted. Doug, appreciate the conversation, my man. Thank you, Bill. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Remember, our Super Sunday weekend will happen at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. We're giving away nine overnights, two nights, stay, a brunch, Bud Light deals. You watch the Super Bowl. We'll hang out if you want to win. Plus, we'll throw in a foursome of golf at Tullymore St. Ives this year. Uh, enter right now. Go to the Huge Show Facebook page and at Huge Show on Twitter. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. This will be a bit of a different week for Michigan State's men's basketball team in that the Spartans only play one game during the week, and that's Saturday at noon in Madison Square Garden, New York, against Rutgers. The game was moved from the Rutgers Center so that it could be played on a site that was in New York that could go to national television. The question for the Spartans who've lost four of their last six games, can they make improvement from the way they've been playing recently, especially after a 16-point loss last weekend at Purdue? Coach Tom Izzo says one thing for sure, he wants to improve his team's rebounding, and that'll be a point of emphasis in practice all week long. Whether it helps the Spartans or not for Rutgers, stay tuned. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. Over the last 18 months, they merged with Dorn Mayhew on the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before. If you're a business, no matter how big or small, or an individual, and you want the business team that can handle all of your accounting and business needs, turn to Bean Garter. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. We're also down to your last chance to enter the Beat Huge contest where Tom Rosenbach and his team have put up the $1,500 in cash that could be yours. The big game, your last chance to play. Just go to thehugeshow.net, get your picks in, and you can win that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. One final chance to try and beat my big game pick. Get your picks in before the big game kicks off at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. End of the hour, Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, will join us. Right now, we're going to head down to Mobile, Alabama. Jeff Risden, one of our Lions insiders from the Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast, teamed up with his crew, Sandman and Chris, on a Detroit Lions podcast special from the Senior Bowl. And they all got together and talked about what they've witnessed so far uh, coming up in the first couple of days. Uh, looking at future uh, NFL prospects. Let's start with you, Riz. What are you looking for? Uh, looking at this uh, this practice. So today, I am doing wide receivers versus cornerbacks, defensive backs, tight ends. Um, you get a little bit of the running back and linebackers in coverage, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first day, I do the periphery, mm-hmm. and you know, some of that you, you wind up just observing the quarterbacks and their throwing motions and seeing that too. So you get a little bit of evaluation. Um, a lot of it is comparative the first day. It's not necessarily looking yeah. for, like, oh, the, the quarterback overthrew the res- Like, he's never, he's never seen this guy before. I'm not yep. worried about that. Yep. I want to make sure that you know, we're seeing mechanics, the, the, the route, the attention to detail, the footwork, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and in, in defense, the cornerback, don't be tall, don't be late. That's, that's the two things. Uh, I'm watching their feet, and, uh, you know, that's I, – I, Tomorrow's the pit for me, uh, so yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I enjoy that more. But today today is very good because we, we're going to see a lot of guys. The Lions are not in the market for a first-round receiver or tight end, but later on, specifically day three, I think you're going to see one of each. Uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all, and I think that there's a lot of those guys here. Yeah. And sorting through all those guys, when, when Jim Nagy spoke this morning, one of the things they talked about was the depth of the, the tight end class. And even though the one guy isn't here uh, from Utah, uh, like there's all the tight ends that are here are probably going to get drafted this year. And the Lions, it's not it's not like a primary need, but it is a secondary need. Mm-hmm. I, I think you want somebody that's a little bit better than Shane Zilstra, or you know, I'm not going to dog Brock right because that guy can play. But you need you need that third yeah, tight end. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that he's on the roster right now. Yep. Um, and like like all those guys, other than James Mitchell, are free agents of. of some level of restriction, so they have yep. some they have some need there. So that's that's going to be one of the things I'm looking at. Um, just the wide res- wide receivers versus cornerbacks, one on one routes. I'll, I'll never forget one of the first Senior Bowls I was at down here. They they do they do one on one. The wide receiver runs a fly pattern. He's literally the only guy in the pattern, and he wasn't expecting the ball. Like, <laughs> and he wound up being a Jets draft pick. <laughs> and washed out very quickly. Surprise, surprise! Like those are the types of things that, like, how do you, like, how do you not know that? Like, who who else is he throwing to? You know, so like, those the, you can rule some guys out pretty quickly, uh, and, and it sucks to be that harsh. But at the same time, like, if you're not prepared for this, how are you going to be prepared when you know there's sixty five thousand people in Ford Field screaming at you? Like, yeah, that's 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 part of the pressure. You know, some some guys can handle that, some guys can't. Anytime someone mentions the Jets, all I can think of is future Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and then future Minnesota quarterback Aaron Rodgers. There's, there's, <laughs> hey, there's a lot. And then there's a lot of sport going on about Aaron Rodgers to, to New York right yeah. now. And future embezzlement failure, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, what are you going to be looking at today, Andrew? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to look at uh, interior O line. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to see these guys in person. You know, normally when we come to the Senior Bowl, we get to watch them walk across the stage in their underpants, which is kind of a weird thing to do. But so it also great. gives you a really good idea of 
how are these guys built? You know, you can see offensive linemen that are more middle heavy versus top heavy versus you know, how big are their legs? How much do, does it look like they spend time in the gym? Yep. So we didn't get to do that this year, which is a little bit of a bummer. But, you know, seeing them in pads on the field and then seeing how they handle themselves, you know, like Jeff said, there's a lot of small things that are hard to get right the first day of practice. But yeah. footwork, hand placement as an offensive lineman, That's how huge. quickly they yep. are off the ball, yep. yeah. you know, uh, you know, those are all things that, um, you know, we need to kind of start looking at yeah. because interior offensive lineman, I think is, you know, a pretty sneaky need for the lions. Uh, it is. It, it, it's something that maybe they could get away with getting a random guy in there and the rest of the offensive line kind of picks up the slack. We kind of yeah. saw that already when yeah. that's, that's we had, basically what Evan Brown was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they may be willing to fly around with that, or we could see a day two offensive yeah. lineman. Maybe there's one in particular that you guys know I've talked about. <laughs> yes. Sorry, our guys, yes, we're getting sir. distracted a little bit by our guys from Zebra Technologies. We'll have them in here soon. Uh, they're great. We'll have a, a good interview with them as, as well. Yeah. But Osiris Torrance from Florida, you guys know I've watched a little bit of Florida football this year. Just a wee bit. Yeah, as yeah. guard, he you know it's a point of need. He's a beefy. He's, he's a giant human being. <laughs> he, he is a humongous human being. Yeah, we don't have the. They do. They did actually publish all the weigh-in stuff. We don't have a, a sheet of that, and I'm not going to look at it on my phone right now because I'm a luddite, as you guys found out last night. Uh, I I can barely turn my phone on. <laughs> it's, uh, he, he's a, he's a giant guy, and he can play tackle. He can play guard, and it, so one of the things that we talked about at dinner last night was that. Aside from needing a right guard, they need a sixth lineman, yep. a guy who can play tackle or guard to replace or upgrade from Matt Nelson and Dan Skipper. Yes. And because Matt Nelson, I think, has kind of stagnated into what he is. And they, they use they, uh, they used the sixth lineman more than any other team but one this yep. year. Yep. And it's an integral part of their team. They run it like between 8 and 10% of the time. Like they do do that a lot. And it helps facilitate the, the gadget play to Penay yep. because you've got yep. the other tackle. They, they like using that, and they can get better there. And that guy could very well be here. And that, that's, not a, that's not a D1 pick or D2 pick. That's, a, that's your last pick of the draft. The guy that you see, okay, we can develop this guy. You know, they right. did it with Obena Ezi last year, yep. who was here. Uh, he's, well, he wasn't drafted and shouldn't have been. Oh. And, um, they can upgrade over him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got the movement skills of a, a alligator that's in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> An alligator that's in the cold. That's a new one. The suddenness of a refrigerator. I yes. remember that one. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that was that was Manny Ramirez. He, this is, like a refrigerator and moves like one too. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a great place to look at offensive linemen and, and guards in particular because you're not taking a guard in the first round, right? You don't necessarily want to take one in the second where Torrance could actually wind up getting grabbed. I just think he's a second. He is, yeah. yeah. But um, there's availability, and and he would f- he would fit a big need for the for this team. Give us depth. Give us you know yeah. a starter. Start a caliber caliber player that could really grow into into something special. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you re-sign Jonah, and, and the world is great at guard. Yeah, right? Jonah, it does sound like Jonah is certainly angling for money. We don't know how willing the Lions are to give him. He's under contract through twenty twenty three, so it's not like oh, we got to sign this guy. Or he's not going like, to. It's time to reach. It's time to build that this, contract. This is out, the though. time yep. where yeah, and you want to get ahead of the market because if he has another year like he's had the last two years, 
The price tag's only going up. Yep. yep. And he, he's a very good young player. He's he's asserted himself as a leadership presence in that line. Uh, they're they're a funky group. They're a great group, and keeping that continuity together. Like I don't. We talked about it again yesterday. None of us expect Evan Brown to be back on this team. He's right. going to get starter money from somewhere else, and good for him. He's yeah. earned it. He's he's grown into he's that. Absolutely yeah. earned it. And I'm I'm happy for him, but that does leave a hole. Probably the only starting position on offense that is going to be replaced this season. Like everybody else, assuming that James Mitchell and Brock Wright are back as the tight ends, the only change in the lineup next year will. Jamison Williams probably starting in place of DJ Shark, who is another guy that, based on conversations I had with other folks last night, he's going to get paid a lot more than what the Lions can budget for that, given the rest of the wide receiver room. Yeah, uh, I, I was talking with a couple of Chicago guys last night. He's getting twelve to fifteen million. Uh, Lions can't afford they they can't afford that. No. Not not with the defensive needs that they have. Not. This is a team, by the way, they still need two quarterbacks in Detroit. They need a number two and a number three. They've made it pretty clear that they want to keep three, like the third guy being on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. One of those is a veteran, one of those is going to be a rookie. Um, You can can put me down in, like, a calligraphy. But that's that's what's going to happen this year. <laughs> I'm I'm t- I'm telling you that I'm, it's it's after seeing the the 49ers this year, and I I think that we're following a path very much like the 49ers, and, and I'm advocating that right, yeah. where you've got a quarterback who's I, I when I say good enough, I am underselling Goff's abilities. I, I just I just am. He was great this year. He did, was, he, was, he, yes, he did he was. he's really great for this team and and uh, this year. Um, and if he can play like that ongoing. He's great, but if he's if he's kind of if he's number fifteen in the league quarterback off, and he but he's surrounded with the San Francisco Forty ers they win the Super Bowl. I mean that, that that's all you need, and I think and that's what that's the path that we're seeing. Here. Yes, yeah. with the capital we have, if we go to town on defense this year, um, I I really see that 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 type of thing happening. But your risk is exactly what we saw with the Niners this week, trying to find your you know Christian McCaffrey is the guy who's about to start slinging the ball. Because you went through four uh, quarterbacks, you know, and you got nothing left. Obviously, we need a number two. Obviously, we need number number three because we we don't have them. We didn't no. have them all year. We didn't have anything. If if, if Jared had gotten hurt, it would have been an it would have been, it been Nate Sudfeld who was not good enough to be the number four guy in San Francisco. Like they let him go. For, oh, they missed him this year. Yeah, <laughs> they might have. <laughs> yeah, you know that whole that whole. Back of quarterback thing for the Lions is so weird to me because they're so integral generally in offensive game planning and yeah. looking at you know defenses and saying you know like it's always nice to have different quarterbacks' opinions on things. Exactly. So you know like when you think about guys like Dan Arlovsky, you know his value was never that if your starter went down, he was going to come in and be a world burner. His value two points for the other team, right? I mean, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's a negative two point guy, but his, his value is that he comes, you know, he's in the back and he's helping read defenses. He's helping come up with good plans, good attack ideas. He's somebody that you can like, like, let's say Jared Goff has a bad series and throws an interception or something. And he goes to the sideline and like, what, why didn't I see that? And there's a there's a professional trained voice who can say this is why you didn't. Um, and it, it's different than a coach. Like you know that if you've played a sport, like it's different hearing it from a teammate than it is from a coach. Yeah. Like and and that dynamic is something that I I know Jared Goff appreciates that. That's something that he didn't get in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, that's so that's uh, so we we do have quarterbacks that are here that are interesting. 
Uh, the kid from BYU, Jaron Hall, is a guy that I think the Lions, I know they've looked at him. I don't know their opinion on him, but I think he's a guy that they would like. He's he's mobile. He's older. He's 25, but he's and he's six, a little over six feet tall, but he's he's an interesting guy to me. Um, Max Duggan was here. We, took, we watched him this morning. Yep. You and I are first comment about him. He's bigger than we thought he was. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was when he was when he was walking out with the handlers. He was. So we don't know who the handlers are. But, like he he made them look small. Like he's he's not a slightly built guy. Like this no. is a good athlete. They're the Oompa Loompas are the handlers. <laughs> you know, there's uh, they pay him well. To make they brought in um, the dude from Louisville. Got called up from the NFLPA game. Malik Cunningham. He's he's if you liked Malik Willis last year, you might like Malik Cunningham. He's got a lot more experience. He's got a lot more um, diversity at throwing the football. He's equally fast, um, a ridiculous athlete. Doesn't always know where he's throwing the ball. Doesn't always know where he's running all that well. But this is a guy that's going to get a chance to, to prove himself to be a guy that can be a day three pick. Or in his case, because he's also older, probably and a guy that you sign right after the draft. But can be that number three guy as your developmental guy, and maybe you get something. If it doesn't, you cycle him out by October and bring somebody else in. Yeah. All right. Detroit Lions podcast sitting here on Radio Row Live from the Senior Bowl 2023, rocking and rolling. Um, we've got all kinds of coverage today. A lot going on. Hit the super chat. Don't forget to pound that while we're doing it. Keep us keep us active. Keep us uh, watching what we're doing around here. Um, I'm going to talk about. I'm who I'm going to watch. And Please I'm just do. I'm I'm going today as cornerbacks. I'm all in on cornerback and safety today. Those are the two real positions that I watch. Knowing that watching my cornerbacks and safeties, I'm going to find the guy that I fall in love with at wide receiver because it happens that's, every that's year. You, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, who's your Terry McLaurin this year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I nailed that too. Yeah, I you did. So nailed that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm really interested though in inside a defensive line as well, and and. Linebacker, and I know especially off-ball linebacker, first round for you specifically, Riz. Uh, but no, I, I mean those are all positions where we could use some talent. And and again, the Senior Bowl is a place where you're really going to be able to pick up on these guys and find them. The first round talent, like you're not going to find the first overall pick or the second overall pick quarterback here. You're not, but you kind of know who they are. You, the, the the conversations about the draft throughout, you know, draft Twitter and everywhere else, you, you know all these things. It's the value of this information, the sweet kind of second round, late first round, and into the yeah. juicy middle. This is what the Senior Bowl is so, so great for. And it helps you find the guys that you want to land on day two, day three. Senior Bowl, um, for me, is finding the picks that are like 50 to 250 in the draft. Yeah. Like, over half of those guys are here. Yeah. And we get to watch them in the next three days, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It was 48% of all players drafted were in the Senior Bowl. I saw that, that stat. It's pretty crazy. There's some crazy stats. Yeah. So there, there are 125 players here. I think he said that between 90 and 100 will be drafted. And by the end of the season, um, the average is that 124 of the 125 will finish the season on an active roster yep. or practice squad, yep. which is crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who the one guy won't be. Um, those guys generally expose themselves. It often winds up being the kicker or the, the long snapper, and we are on long snapper watch. We are on long snapper watch. I'm not on a long snapper watch. <laughs> just call it straight in. I'm not a, you guys let me know how that goes. <laughs> I, I, I might have to break out the, the stopwatch a little bit. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. how you scout it. <laughs> you know, Jack Fox earned his money last year catching all those worm burner snaps. Was not Scott Daly's best year. No. Was not. No, and the arm on that guy. 
And let's be honest. Here's here's one of the, the the nifty little things about having JMO as a gunner that I really think is great. Uh, I make fun of you know for Jack Fox's arm, but he can actually he can actually wing a ball. JMO as a gunner means that every time you punt that ball, you have a freaking threat on the field to catch that ball and go. I really really like that. I just like the thinking behind that. It's normally I'd be like no 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 keep one sideline, but this is well, especially one of the things that happens with offense. that is that the, the the other special teams the punt return unit has to account for that. They can't exactly. necessarily blitz out because, oh, he can throw yep. it like, and they got to throw it. it. It makes it so you're taking away an option for them. You're dictating what yep. happens on the play exactly. based on your personnel. Yep. That's that's huge. And FIP, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I hope he comes by this year and starts, you know, hitting our buttons. He's had enough of that shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely our guy to do that. But uh, he just to have those kind of weapons available to him, yeah. And to be able to pull something like that and, and start dictating things. And in what is often kind of a, you don't think about special teams until something goes wrong. Right? That's yeah. usually how it is. The Lions are not thinking that way. And it is truly a third phase of the game in which they are taking an aggressive stance yeah. uh, on, and, and controlling the field on, on that. And I expect to see that kind of role and that kind of practice grow into next this next season because it's it's an un it's a it's a comparative advantage right we will see kickers here today too we'll watch yeah. kickers um most of the most years the senior bowl kickers wind up being pretty good ones uh riley patterson was here yeah all yep. the time yeah uh who else was well zane gonzalez was here that didn't work out for any of the teams that i Pat mcafee is a senior bowl guy right yeah so the the one year the actually it was the i think it was the second year i was here uh pat mcafee and tom morstead were the two punters and they'll end up being in the Super Bowl that year as rookie punters. And one of the coolest things ever, and no slight on McAfee, but Morstead, this was back at the old Lad People Stadium. They had, there was kids in the stands. They were there from school. He's like telling the kids what seat to go to. And he's like punting it from the end zone up into the seats and was like nailing it. I'm like, holy crap. Wow. Like, th- that's, that's the kind of fun stuff that you get to see. And like, mm. we're going to get out there and watch the warm-ups. And I, I told you guys this last night. One of my earliest senior bowl memories was Alex Mack, a center from, from California, first-round pick, future Hall of Famer, by the way. Wowed me in warm-ups because he, as a 295-pound center, did a full splits, like nuts on the ground, and then got up from that without using his hands to, to get himself up. I'm like, oh, my God. That's a freak. <laughs> oh, you got to share a hotel with, room with me next time. That's how I get out of bed every morning. <laughs> I'd rather not see that. <laughs> All right, we got about five minutes left. Um, so, Riz, for the week, yeah, we, we know who you're looking at today. Mm-hmm. What's what's your expectations from uh, some of these players? I just want to see like who 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 has your noodle kind of jiggling right now. I'm I'm looking at the like the wide receivers, um, the running back, uh, uh, the dude from Tulane is interesting. The dude from Oklahoma is interesting. The the other running back from Texas is interesting. Like I think the Lions are in the market for a D three running back, so yeah. we're going to be watching a lot of those guys. Yeah. The linebackers that are here, um, I brought them up in the the piece that I wrote at Lions Wire. Um, Marshall, the small guy from Troy, is like five nine to eleven. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he was if he was Rodrigo size, he's a second round pick. Uh, that's but he, so guys like that and seeing how they can mitigate that talent. And then the wide receiver from Princeton, who I was name I can't pronounce. I just want to see that guy because he's allegedly going to be a star here. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched him yet. So, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Byron anyway. Young's a guy inside defensive line I'm interested in. I'd really like to see what he can pull for us. How about you? I'm, a, I'm full bore Witherspoon. You know, I, 
early in the process, as soon as I saw that he was coming here, I was pumped because before he started getting a bunch of, you know, really early, he's possibly the best cornerback in the draft hype. He fit what the Lions do. He's aggressive. He tackles. Um, you know, he's not afraid to put his head into the lineman in order to, you know, get, get it accomplished. Uh, so I'm excited to see him, you know, in one-on-ones especially, uh, see how he handles himself, see what his hips look like in person. and Say all the right things. Yeah, big hip guy. <laughs> there's, there's, there's quite a few guys that are, and, and the, the, the players that have been called up from the NFLPA game are interesting to me too. Because that's not a normal path. Like you have right. to, you have to stand out pretty well. And, and the NFLPA game, to its credit, has risen or raised its level of relative talent. And you're, you're getting guys that like. There's going to be some of the guys that were there that are going to be here and will wind up being drafted. That you know, those of us who do this for a living, we're like, I don't, didn't see that happening. You know, two months ago. Yeah. So the, it's, it's always fun to find those kind of guys who you know who, who rises up unexpectedly. Um, and that's the, the fun thing is that we don't know who that's going to be. That was Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also Sandman and Chris from the Detroit Lions podcast earlier this afternoon down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl looking at some of the top college football talent. All the NFL teams are there. I've seen some of the photos from Jeff at Jeff Risden, R-I-S-D-O-N, LionsWire on Twitter and Facebook. And also the Detroit Lions podcast can be heard every week on Twitter. Just search a Detroit Lions podcast. 24-7, everything you need with the show is at thehugeshow.net. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's Buy Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party. Filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate. Live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We'll check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Stand by, Timmy. What's shaking at Soren Eagle? Let's talk about promotions right off the bat, Bill. I'm really excited. Fridays in February, all your drawings from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. For your chance, check this out. Pick a chocolate bar and win your share of $14,000 in cash and premium play. you got to remember, one lucky Access Club member could win a sweetest bar worth $5,000 cash. So uh, if you've got a sweet tooth, we got a chocolate bar with your name on it. So come on in and play Fridays in February. Also, for the love of money, for the love of money, everybody say it with me. $130,000 giveaway Saturdays in February. You can win your share of that kind of uh, money. I'll tell you what, that kind of love as well. Um, anyways, in prizes including cash, premium play, or a new 2023 Camaro ZL1 Coupe. So if you're in the mood for any of that, we got a spot for you here uh, Saturday night at Soren Eagle. Hourly drawings from 7 to 11 for your chance. Either $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 in cash, or 1500 bonus entries into that February 25th brand price drawing where one lucky guest is going to drive off with a brand new 2023 Chevy Camaro ZL1 Coupe, everybody. And then, of course, great shows. We just had Anthrax in the house. They killed it. What a great time that was. If you weren't here, you missed a great show. So buy tickets to the next ones I'm talking about. Chris Young, February 4th. That's going to be a great country show. Uh, he's got a lot of famous friends, if you know what I'm talking about. And then, of course, John Michael Montgomery and Rodney Atkins, February 25th. It's going to be another great country show. Uh, one of my favorites right there. I'll tell you what, John Michael Montgomery is one to catch. Bach and Postum happening in March 11th. You don't want to miss that one. Cool and the Gang, March 18th, bringing their hits. Jordan Davis, April 7th, bringing the country. Maxwell. The Night Tour, April 14th. That's going to be a great show right there. Chicago, May 5th. Brooks and Dunn with Scotty McCreary. We just announced that. June 15th, Outdoors. June 15th, Outdoors. Put that down. The Reboot 2023 Tour. Brooks and Dunn. Special guest, Scotty McCreary. And, of course, my man Kane Brown will be in the house. April 3rd, Outback, bringing all that great music with his Drunk or Dreaming Tour. So make sure you come check that out. Get tickets. And be part of the fun right here at Soaring Eagle, Bill. Tell them what else is going on. Now, uh, incredible giveaways that Timmy just mentioned. All those shows indoors and even some of the summer outdoor concert series tickets are on sale. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. Get your tickets. Book your uh, room getaway at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Also, download the Eagle Access app. And don't forget about their sister property, the Saganin Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM in the Midland Bay City, Saginaw area. But go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. The giveaways, promotions, the huge shows, and more. And download that Eagle Access app. Timmy, we'll talk next week. Bill, let me be on the record real quick. I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs come Super Bowl. You mentioned the app and the Eagle Access uh, my, my, my money's on the Chiefs. I'm saying it early, right out the gate. Just wow, like, man, you're going out there on the limb with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. That's what I love about Timmy. He walks he walks the edge for a living. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, they're, they're getting two points, uh, I think, the last time I checked. So uh, we'll see. Should be a great Super Bowl as long as they don't bring the officiating crew 
from Kansas City. <laughs> there you go. Watch Wager a Win right here at Ascend. Uh, I'm going with my home. Yeah, the Ascend, uh, Michigan's destination for live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook uh, inside Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant, Soren Eagle Casino. Uh, .com and download that Eagle Access app. My man, we'll talk next week. Thanks, sir. All right. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, joining us from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I do want to remind everybody that our super weekend is happening at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR, not far from Mount Pleasant, Midland, Traverse City. Our friends up north, lots of big game, Eagles and the Chiefs. Also, we're giving away nine hotel rooms for two nights. You'll join me for a Super Sunday brunch, watch the game, Bud Light specials, and more. If you want to enter to win, and we'll throw in golf for four at Tullymore St. Ives in 2023, go to the Huge Show Facebook page to enter and at Huge Show on Twitter. Big. Bad. Huge.